0: you consider yourself a patient person Soph? Honestly no no I'm not especially when it comes to ordering things online I just want them straight away you know. You're so millennial. Well, yes I know the feeling and that is part of the reason why we love drinks Australia's original natural wine retailer and our sponsor for this episode of Highly Enthused. So if you live in Sydney you probably already know that when you order your wine from drnks.com before 12 p.m you'll get your order delivered to your door that same day even on Saturdays, which is amazing to Unheard me. of. This Friday,
1: the 20th of September, our Melbourne listeners within
0: 15K of the city can also experience the joy of same-day wine delivery for free. Visit drnks.com, search for Highly Enthused in the search bar, and you'll find the two packs on offer. And then, if you enter the code Highly Enthused at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. Over 18s only, and please enjoy responsibly. Thank you very much to drinks. Highly Enthused, a shortcut to things worth consuming, presented by two women named Sophie who spend too long on the internet. I'm Sophie Roberts. And I'm Sophie McComas.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Highly Enthused. Yeah. How are you,
0: Sophie? I'm pretty good. Well, actually, I'm a little bit dusty. I had one of my best friend's weddings last night, so... Feeling the late night. Oh, (laughs) it was fun. It was fun. It's always nice to see people you love get to celebrate. Love. Wedding
1: season is ripe for the taking. It's there. It's about to come. (laughs) It's just called your 30s. That's what it is. I got a ridiculous dress from Zara to wear to a wedding yesterday. Oh, really? It's like head to toe, floral sparkles.
0: (laughs) That's amazing.
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't know if it'll to be good or not. <laughs> anyway. What about you? What have you been up to? Just been stuffing myself with yum cha this morning. I was extremely enthusiastic. We the first people there at 10am. We are like, hey, we're ready. We're ready. Can we please have a table?
0: <laughs> um, What's your favourite go-to for yum cha?
1: Well, we went to the fish markets at... The Fishman's Wharf restaurant which is above the fish markets and one of Sydney's only Yamcha restaurants that actually has windows.
0: Oh. <laughs> um, with a view of the water no less. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's really good. I am a yumcha noob. I need someone to take me and show me the way. It's been a long time since I've been to Yamcha. I love the word noob.
1: (laughs) What else has been happening? I started Margaret Atwood's sequel to The Handmaid's Tale. The Testament. I haven't started that yet. Well, I'm literally three pages in and then I fell asleep. Um, (laughs) Not because it was boring, because I was just really sleepy.
0: But yeah, I'm pretty pretty excited. It's getting pretty rave reviews so far. I'll have to steal it off you when you're done.
1: Yeah. What else has been happening in your week?
0: Well, I had my first swim at the lady baths this morning, which was freezing and wonderful in equal measure. Brilliant. And then, I don't know, it's sort of, I know we keep talking about how it's spring, but there's just been so many things happening at the moment, like lots of friends with big life eventful things, you know, settling on houses and getting engaged. And I've got a few big transitions sort of coming up. It's just all feeling, it's exciting, but it's just, you know, and lots of change starts happening. It's a bit overwhelming. So I'm just trying to like keep focused the ladies bars was good for that nice swim sat in the sun read my book so you know just trying to like keep myself centered for everything that's about to happen which is yeah exciting but Sounds change like is always a bit overwhelming you're doing the right thing i'm trying i'm trying <laughs> just flinging yourself into the ocean every day <laughs> it helps it really yeah. helps <laughs>
1: Well, we have another excellent listener recommendation today and I've been sitting on this one for a while now because I really wanted to try it and I haven't got my hands on it yet, but it's from Shannon via Instagram and please send your recommendations through to us. We've got heaps banked up, but we want
0: more. Always want a recommendation. So
1: this is from Shannon. She says, hello. Hello, Shannon. (laughs) (laughs) I've been meaning to share my recommendation for the greatest ever garlic crusher, the Dream Farm Garject. Which is, just is a dream name. It's <laughs> a big name for a garlic crusher. I am a total garlic head and this magical device crushes unpeeled cloves of garlic, then it scrapes clean and removes anything remaining without you having to get garlic your fingers. Truly life-changing. There's a $45 fancy one, but I just have the $25 light version from Maya, and it comes in fun colours. That
0: sounds awesome. That really does sound amazing and life-changing. The garlic crush was something that chefs just have no time for. Well, I use like a microplane, but then it does make your fingers really garlicky. And I am someone, if a recipe says two cloves of garlic, I'm like, seven, it is. <laughs> so I really probably should get one. Maybe it's like the citrus squeezer. Yeah. That was a game changer. That was a game changer.
1: Mm. Well, thank you, Shannon. Please email us at highlyenthused at gmail.com or slide into our DMs at highlyenthused on Instagram. Send us your recs.
0: Anyway... To the eat column for this week. What have you been eating? <laughs> okay, so my recommendation is the Roasted Pumpkin Banziao at Banziao Bar in Rosebery. I love Banziow Bar. It's so good. It's so good. <laughs> so I literally had seen it. Maybe on your Instagram, on a lot of people's Instagrams for a while, and I've always like, I've got to go, I've got to go. Roseberries kind of out of the way from where I live and where I work. So it sort of never happened. And then I convinced my sister to meet me there one day, just sort of on a whim. I was like, I just have to go, I just want to get there. It's Vietnamese as the name probably gives away. and I don't want to call it elevated Vietnamese food because I hate when people say elevated around, you know, the traditional cuisines of countries that have literally been developing their food for thousands of years yeah. and then everyone's like oh it's elevated like what does that mean it's yeah. racist probably it's just kind of a playful take on Vietnamese mm. food they have a lot of the sort of classic menu offerings so Xiao, obviously is a crispy pancake I think it's rice flour and mung bean mm. and coconut milk so it's like really crispy and then like kind of soft in the middle but they just have some like interesting takes that I hadn't seen in other restaurants and the roasted pumpkin banziao is the one that I had and just absolutely adored we also ordered like these little pate toast at the oh beginning. they're really good really good they're like 350 just a little snack um and we got the pork and prawn banziar too which was also delicious but the pumpkin one was just a total standout for me i'm trying to eat less meat i keep saying that but it was like really like you know when um, roasted pumpkin gets kind of caramelized. It's kind of sweet mm. and savory. I think there's some crispy shallots in there and some other herbs. And then the banziao itself is so good. It's like shatteringly crisp. And then it's soft in the middle. Obviously, all the accompaniments of the fresh herbs and the, the dipping sauce. It's just like no, even so talking fresh. about it makes me want to go and eat <laughs> another one. I feel, especially because I am slightly hungover, Vietnamese food is one of the perfect hangover foods because yes. you can get spicy. It's kind of fresh. It's, it's, still, got, a bit. But it's still got that savory, mm. like, kind of comforting thing that you need so mm-hmm. like fur or a bun salad or this bandeau it's just like perfect when you feel slightly dusty and it's byo oh i didn't know that yeah and there's a really good bottle shop across the way just amazing opposite. the cannery in Rosebery is just like feels like almost like a fancy food court so It's like got all these little sections set up but it was just really delicious so that is the roast pumpkin bandeau at the bandeau bar in Rosebery in sydney sometimes order ahead you can order a half pig's head
1: that they roast. Oh my god. And it comes out like it's
0: the opposite of my low yeah.
1: meat <laughs> most pumpkin pensio. Yeah, nose delicious. to tail eating. Yeah. Literally eat the nose. But it's like a half head and it's totally all crackling and then this like juicy pig cheek oh
0: my
1: god oh my god it comes with all the lettuce cups and the dipping sauces and the herbs as well and you just like attack it with four people oh my my god God. that place is amazing (laughs) yeah okay so what have you been eating this week well i swung past essential ingredient which is a really amazing store with everything you would ever need in like especially in terms of condiments Mm. uh and it's in melbourne and in sydney a few locations and i stumbled across a jar of rose
0: harissa Ah, oh, see, if you've been cooking from Simple by Langi you would already have been exposed.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> I haven't ever used it. I've used Harissa before, but not Rose Harissa. And I was like, mm, is this is going to taste a bit soapy. I don't know. And she was like, no, no. Otolengi's really onto something. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll try. I'll buy it. And so I was researching a few recipes to use it with. I didn't really have anything in mind. The lovely woman at Essential Ingredients said, oh, it's so good. Just stir it into yogurt, have it with lamb kofta mm. or like meatballs or anything like that. It's delicious. Didn't have any lamb, but I had a whole chicken that I wanted to roast. And I found this Jamie Oliver recipe, which I actually hardly ever cook from Jamie Oliver, mm. but whenever I do, I'm like, God, this is so simple and easy and awesome. Why don't I cook from him it's all time? I was like, he's an expert
0: recipe developer. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. Someone <laughs> should hire him. <laughs> It's a whole roast chicken that you just smother in half a jar of the rose harissa. So it's like all red and delicious. So you butterfly the chicken so it cooks way faster. And you slice a bunch of red peppers and red onion and kind of lay that at the bottom of a big roasting pan. Drizzle it with olive oil and salt and pepper and red wine vinegar. Mm. Pop the rose harissa chicken on top and just roast it for about, I think it was 45 minutes. And then you take it out and you just put fresh mint leaves on there oh, shit, it was delicious. (laughs) You know when you eat something and you're like, that took no effort at all. It's almost like cheating because it's so
0: good. (laughs) I often find roast chicken is a bit like that because you can cook so many things underneath it and have a whole meal in one pan. And you're like, I look like a domestic goddess. And that was 10 minutes of prep. Admire (laughs) me. Such good leftovers too. So that was Jamie Oliver's
1: Rose Harissa Roast Chicken with Peppers and Mint. We'll have the link in our newsletter, which is highlyenthused.substack.com. Amazing. Moving on. Read, watch, listen. Where you at?
0: So I'm doing a book this week. My, oh, well, A surprise. What a shock. <laughs> um, last week was something different. You know, I don't know if you guys know, but I like to read. <laughs> it's a defining personality characteristic of me. It's all I talk about. So my book this week, and it's appropriate because I had my first swim this morning, but the book is at the pond swimming at the Hampstead Ladies Pond. So I bought this when I was in London from Daunt Books. I don't know if our, all our listeners know, but on Hampstead Heath in North London, there are a bunch of ponds to swim in. There's a mixed pond, so any either gender can swim there. Then there's a men's pond, and then there's the ladies' pond, which is quite secluded. I had my first swim there when I was in London in June, and I'd heard rumors of like how this magical place. To be fair, I went on the first very hot Saturday, yeah. so it was a little bit more people yelling at you to leave once you'd had your swim, and a little bit less. Less, like bucolic paradise
1: yeah when you're like come on ladies get out you've had to swim there's 100
0: people waiting I was <laughs> like I just want to lie down in the sun and dry off is that okay no not okay but it is magical I could see how beautiful it was and it's sort of this really special place and so this book is a series of essays from various authors so like Margaret Drabble, Leanne Chapton, and a, a younger author I really like Sophie McIntosh it's all first person of sort of the experience of swimming at the pond and sort of not just that some people do sort of examinations of like female bodies and all of these different things and it's split into seasons so the essays are themed around that oh and I sort of saved it I bought it when I was in London, brought it home with me, I kind of assumed I'd read it straight away, but I kept going like, oh no, I'm going to save it, I'm going to save it. And I read it the other week when I just needed something soothing and uplifting and it got me really excited about going back to you know, the ladies' bars in Sydney, which has been a really special place for me in the last couple of years. The writing is about nature and about women's bodies and the you know the experience of swimming in winter and how hard it is and how the fact that it's hard is the point. And just this real celebration of community between women of all ages and it's just really lovely and really uplifting. I'm going to lend it to you. You yes. can take it from me today. I really recommend it if you need something to just like dip in and dip out. It's probably the perfect book to read at the ladies' bars or at a, any ocean of your choice because you can kind of pick it up, read one of the essays, put it down. You don't have to read it all at once. Oh, that's it's just beautiful. Beautiful, yeah. Really, really lovely. So that is At the Pond, Swimming at the Hampstead Ladies' Pond. Um, you can buy it online. We'll put a link to Booktopia there or you can get it anywhere where you buy your book if you're in London Daunt Books has it and it was great love what, it did you read watch or listen to this week?
1: I've been listening this week to an album OK Moon's debut album which is also called OK Moon <laughs> <laughs> easy
0: nice and easy to remember
1: yep so this is a collaboration between four different musicians Dustin Tebbit. Lanks, Hayden Callan, and Xavier Dunn. Lanks is a special person to me. He's a friend and a husband of a good friend of mine and sang at our wedding. He did. It was great. Which was beautiful. I actually have no memory of the music that he played. <laughs> you're walking down the aisle and you're like, I can't hear anything. Yeah.
0: Because you're so high. Oh, I was there. It was wonderful.
1: <laughs> good. I'm glad you appreciated it. But he's had huge success with Lanks and this collaboration is just a beautiful piece of work they've slowly been releasing singles for the past year now and they've been working on it for a long time and you can just really tell the effort that's gone into it like it's very considered very layered extremely soothing (laughs) it's just like the opposite of Lizzo yeah (laughs) Um, it's not a dance around the room album it's kind of like I feel like this is super cliche to say it's like Bon Iver. Mm. But back in his early days before he got all synthy. Yeah. But it's just a very calming, gorgeous, beautiful, very pretty and intricate album. And I just I just love it. And all their voices are so in harmony, like to a T. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's gorgeous. I've been pumping that. I feel like describing music sounds ridiculous sometimes really
0: hard to describe music (laughs) describing music and describing wine you just always end up kind of sounding either overly poetic or just really inarticulate but you really did well then i was impressed thanks i want to listen to
1: it yeah i feel like it's a really nice early morning or late evening kind of vibe so yeah thank you okay moon oh and they're touring soon oh great yeah they're touring all together they've toured before but this is the first tour since their album has been released so we will also link that in our newsletter Fantastic. Buy what you've been buying
0: on. Okay. This is kind of a kind of dorky thing to get excited about, I guess. I don't know. It just sounds a bit weird to be super pumped about buying. I think our listeners are extremely enthused about dorky recommendations. Okay, well, it's not dorky. It's just like, it's workout gear. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that's dorky. This is your second
1: workout gear recommendation of...
0: I know. Well, look, I've gotten into exercise because I have a lot of spare time now. and Well, not a lot of spare time since we started the podcast, but more spare time than I used to had. And it's really good at keeping me calm and helping with my anxiety. <laughs> so I work out a lot more now and I needed more workout gear to wear. And what I have bought is the Girlfriend Collective High Rise Compressive Leggings. I got two pairs. I got plum color and this color called Sedona. Plum is this really rich purple. It's part of their essentials line and then Sedona is one of their limited edition colors. It's like a dusty mauvish pink. Love that color. It's a really nice color. And so they're amazing. There's a couple of things I really love about Golf and Collective. One is they have great colors. They just they do like a really good set of basic colors and then they have these sort of seasonal limited edition sets that are just amazing. They have this bright tangerine color that I almost got and I just sort of piked at the last minute and now I wish I'd just done it. And this bright yellow and this peachy sort of sorbet color. It's, they're beautiful colors. But the other thing I really love about them is they are a really Actively sustainable brand. They're Mm. really focused on sustainability. I was actually reading their website today, like to refresh my memory, and they go into so much detail about the myriad of ways that they try to be a sustainable company. Um, When you look at the breakdown of the material, it's 79% recycled polyester fibers and I think 21% spandex. That's so good. And the polyester fibers are made from post consumer recycled plastic bottles. They get them from Taiwan. I didn't know this, but Taiwan is like way out ahead of the rest of the world in terms of recycling practice because they were called garbage island back in the 90s and then they were like we've got to do something about this so they became experts in recycling oh australia listen up yeah it's (laughs) almost like you can actively try and do things that are positive so they're a really great brand i think they're female owned and female run they're really size inclusive i think this is something american brands do a lot better than australian brands you look at their advertising and they just have the most amazing models who just like a full range of ages sizes races it's just I don't know, it just feels good to buy from a brand that actually cares about this. They've got heaps of detail about their sustainability and ethical manufacturing practices in terms of the factories that they work with. So if that's something that's important to you, there's lots of information on there as well. And they're just really flattering. If we're going to go back to the selfish reason, they're so high rise, which I love. They kind of go up almost to my rib cage. I mean, I'm short-waisted, so there's not a lot of distance to I mean, travel we do not want low rise anything anymore anything but i they're so flattering that i put them on yesterday to just go and get a coffee which is the most eastern suburbs thing i've ever done but i was like i just want to wear these as pants i feel like i look great they are great <laughs> don't fall into the trap sophie and it might happen it's <laughs> happening i just want to wear them all the time so that <laughs> is the girlfriend collective workout gear brilliant that's what i've purchased this I'm week extremely jealous because i've been wearing the same pants For two years? Yes, well, that's where I was at. And now I feel really, like, snazzy, and I want to go to a Pilates class. Very snazzy. (laughs) What have you bought this week? I bought a Dyson vacuum. (sighs) Welcome to the Do you have one? I do have one. It's like a club. (laughs) It is a club and people get really excited. I will say it's the homeware item that men get the most excited about. They're really, maybe not your husband, but I've had many a conversation with my friend's husbands who are really excited about their Dyson.
1: I feel really lame that I'm like so excited about this vacuum, but a shit vacuum is the worst. (laughs) Like, you know, when you're just doing it and it's not sucking up anything and you're like, fuck this like it's not working why and you can't figure it out and it's just oh it was i was battling with alice for so long so we had a a voucher from our wedding which has been burning a hole in my wallet um, at david jones thank you to our dear friends who gave us that there was a sale on and i was like you know what i am a grown-up woman (laughs) this is one of the milestones of growing up is getting something dyson And I don't know, maybe it's a... I mean, obviously, the brand has a lot of cult attache. It's because it's really good. But yeah, it's because it's really good. It's because (laughs) it's really really good. good. So the model I got, I I actually spent so long talking to the guy because I was like, oh, I just don't... I want to know all the different types and all the different options and I want to spend as little money as possible. (laughs) He was like, I've seen be... you coming a mile away. Yeah. Uh, so I got the V7 Motorhead, which is cord-free. The cord-freeness is pretty game-changing. I also have a cord-free one. I mean, it has a cord to charge from, but then you don't use it. Yeah, you, you just know. charge it, and yeah. then it's awesome. That means you can, like, do the stairs. <laughs> we bought it yesterday. And Scott was like, cool, so you, like, want to hang out in the city for a bit? And I was like, actually really just want to go home and vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> like, right
0: now. <laughs> right now. He's
1: like cool <laughs> okay so I did it's it was like charge it fully before using it it's 20% charged but charge it fully and I was like nah I'm just no, gonna go for okay. it and it lasted like five minutes and then it died that's five minutes of your life <laughs> Best five minutes of my life once I'd finished the amount of dust and I guess dog hair which is gross that was in the barrel after like just 20 minutes of vacuuming just made me sick
0: and so the only criticism I have and this is not a Dyson specific criticism this is a general vacuum criticism is i have very long hair and mm. no vacuum cleaner seems able to handle very long hair yeah. it sucks it up and it all gets tangled yeah. and i think that i'm gonna blame the patriarchy because <laughs> why, not? <laughs> why not because they clearly were like like al used to be like oh your hair is everywhere i was like what do you want me to do about it what are the options i, I can't do you want me to shave my head yeah what do you do about that nothing what you do is you take out the little component in the dyson and you get nail scissors and you cut <laughs> hair Sorry, that's so disgusting. I don't want to spoil your Dyson love, but like that, you're gonna have to do that. Well, I have medium hair, so I haven't had that problem before. Well. But now that I know it's there, I'm probably definitely <laughs> going to come across that. Yeah. So I'm pro Dyson. I'm just like want someone to figure out a way to vacuum things that doesn't involve hair tangling. Please put it Anyone. to you guys. Anyone <laughs> figure this out? Okay, well, it is time for what, Sophie? Fast five. Fast five. Fast five. (laughs) You go first. Tell me your fast five. Okay,
1: so my first Fast Five is a bit of an interesting one, but it's Haley Boyd on Instagram. That is H-A-L-E-B-O-Y-D on Instagram. Do you follow her? I do follow her. She founded that beautiful shoe brand, Marais, Mm -hmm. um, which is a USA brand of like gorgeous minimalist sandals and slides. She's on a bit of a sustainability crusade, but not in a kind of really gross, preachy way. She just has a lot of really simple tips that just... Little tweaks that can make you more sustainably minded. Um, Tips for sustainable fashion, for using less packaging, less plastic, sustainable travel, like how to offset your travel with carbon offsets and things like that. And she just does it in a really approachable way that I really love.
0: And her style is epic. She always wears these really cool sunglasses. She's quite mysterious. Yes, she's definitely mysterious. I followed her for quite a while. So I've watched her transformation from when she was more fashion focus talking about her brand and I think she actually shuttered or she sold it um, because she wants to focus on sustainability oh, so it's been kind of amazing watching this woman who sort of maybe looked a little bit more like a traditional Instagram influencer mm. to start with and then she sort of transformed over the last sort of year or so into someone who's really focused on sustainability yeah really using educating her influence herself.
1: for great education
0: yeah and she's really educated herself as well which has been quite amazing and taking people along on that journey which has been really cool to see
1: yeah she's been excellent so that's Hayley Boyd on Instagram my second one is an Amaro, which oh, is absolutely I want to try this. delicious. It's called Amaro Sfumato. Oh, and that is the best word so to good. say. <laughs> and it's made from the root of Chinese rhubarb. Interesting. I know, which is actually naturally super smoky in flavor. It hasn't Ooh. been smoked. It's just got this really smoky flavor. It doesn't have any of those tannins that would smoke things yeah. lend a booze. And it's also super fruity. It's a dark kind of berry color And it's just really intense. I loved it. It's really good over rice with a slice of orange or with soda after dinner or as an aperitif. I got it from this shop in Leichhardt called Amato's, which is the best. I
0: want to go. So it's
1: like an Italian bottle shop and there's a massive deli section as well. Really good, like anchovies and pasta and passata and things like that. But they have the best Amaro selection in Sydney. A listener, Noel, reminded me of this place and I did a little pilgrimage there It's so hard to choose. There's like every single Amaro you could imagine all in front of you. Really hard, but the guy there has a lot of knowledge and can point you in the right direction. Maybe this can be the summer of of Amaro. Well, Amaro Spritz, I'm seriously going to be drinking a lot of those this summer. Okay, great. Smoky Amaro Spritz. That is Amaro Sfumato. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) What a natural. My third recommendation is something I picked up in Korea in a clothing store They had a little bit of beauty products there in a store called a land Mm -hmm. the varnish velvet lip tint by the beauty brand hamish i think h-e-i-m-i-s-h i I hadn't heard of it before but it is available online and we'll put the link in our newsletter in the color scarlet pink i kind of just bought it and threw it in my bag and kind of forgot about it and then i put it on and i was like oh this is so silky and smooth Mm, i do love a lip tint yeah it was so soft and really really long wearing a beautiful color kind of like really dusty pinky colors which is nice the funny thing is when we're in korea i noticed this trend that everyone was doing with their lipstick it was kind of like a gradient lip so in the center of both your lips like where your lips meet was really high pigment and full of color and then it slowly faded as it went out towards the lip line. Interesting. Yeah I just kept noticing and I was like what it just looks like you've gorged yourself on a bunch of strawberries (laughs) or like blackberries (laughs) and it's that ultra stained look like it is essentially like it looks like you stained your lips and when I was researching this product today that's how they recommend you wear it you kind of just apply it to the center of your lips and let it merge out naturally
0: interesting yeah because it's like the opposite of when you get the worst one where your lipstick just goes to the edges of your lips and then the middle is like has nothing on it exactly weird lip liner look
1: yeah and it's just not that clean line it looks Mm. really almost not i mean it doesn't look natural but it looks i don't know organic Mm. something like that (laughs) but that is the varnish velvet lip tint by hamish in scarlet pink my fourth recommendation is a recipe from Gourmet Traveller, their recipe for sardine empanada, Ooh. which is one big empanada. It's like an empanada pie. When we were in Spain, we ate a lot of tuna empanada, which was like lots of tomato sauce and this beautiful, rich tuna in it. And this recipe is really similar. So it's this epic dough that has heaps of butter in it. It's really stretchy and glossy. And then you could just use this dough for any kind of savoury pie. You could even do those little hand pie empanada style ones. But doing a whole pie is so good because you can kind of just slice it up. I reckon sardines would be delicious. But we mm. use that really good tuna that's in the jar and it comes from the belly of the tuna. So it's actually really fatty and rich and not cheap. But um, A special occasion empanada. A special occasion empanada. But I really <laughs> recommend the dough. Get the dough. I added some sautéed red peppers to this because it's a... Peppery kind of episode, this one. <laughs> um, and it was, yeah, really luscious and delicious. So I recommend that. And my final Fast Five recommendation is a book. City of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. I know you've read this. I have. <laughs> and I was in this situation where I read Three Women, which is I'm sure everyone out there has read by now because it has like, catapulted to the top of everyone's minds. And The Farm, which both of these books are about women kind of being stuck in their circumstances and treated really badly. And I just read both of them back to back and I was like, oh, God, like the world is ending. Everything's I need, terrible. Everything <laughs> is terrible. I need a palate cleanser. I need something just light and easygoing, and this book was exactly what I wanted to read. It's about a young girl who kind of moves to New York to work in her aunt's theater, this really run-down, a scrappy theater.
0: Mm.
1: She's an incredible seamstress and transforms the costumes at the theater, and it's a story of everyone banding together to put on a huge production in this scrappy theater, and you all kind of falling apart in this really hedonistic life that she's living in New York as an extremely young girl, fresh out of school. It was kind of addictive and I smashed it in one go on the flat. So satisfying when you get that. <laughs> Nikki was like, Jesus, you haven't looked up for that in like six hours. <laughs> I was like, I know, I haven't watched one movie. I've just, <laughs> just read this read book. Read the whole book. If you're after something light, it's definitely not going to change your view on the world or anything like that.
0: <laughs> but it's a great beach holiday read, Sea of Girls by Elizabeth Gilbert. There's also a really great lit up episode interviewing Elizabeth Gilbert about City of Girls, mm. and it's really nice talking because she wrote it just after her partner yes. died of pancreatic cancer, and she talks about the experience of writing it and how healing and soothing it was, and just it's a really beautiful episode. So that's kind of like a throwback to when we recommended lit up. Um, there's the City of Girls Elizabeth Gilbert episode of that podcast, mm, which we'll is link to that great. As well your fast five okay so my first one you won't like it because you don't like fragrance way to pinhole me <laughs> You're t- i'm open-minded it, just, it, just, it gives you a headache anyway okay it's you true. might like it's it it's true so this one is a fragrance that i bought when i was in sicily it is bergamoto by ortigia sicilia when we were staying in that ridiculous villa they had these amazing body washes and shampoos and stuff and they smelt like being very rich <laughs> So like amber scented i was like i feel like i'm in an exclusive club and they're amazing and then we saw when we were out of the villa and we were spending a second week there we found the shop that that brand was from it's got this amazing over-the-top packaging and it's all a bit too much which is how you could describe sicily but bergamotto is this or bergamotto is this beautiful citrus smell i just wanted to smell like a sicilian lemon grove because it was heavenly and this isn't quite that because bergamot is obviously a different citrus it's the citrus that's actually used in earl Grey tea. Mm. And And it's grown in Calabria, which is the pointy toe of the boot of Italy. Something about it just captures that citrusy, summery smell. So I I wore it when I was on holidays, but then I came home and it was cold and it didn't quite work. But now it's warming up again. I've started wearing it again. Lovely. I the roll on, which was like 15 euros. I'm pretty sure you can. Love a roll on fragrance. Even the when best. I don't like fragrances, I like roll-on fragrances. <laughs> I um, like well, the idea of them. Maybe I'll wave it under your nose before you leave today and you can see if you like it. Mm. Um, so that's Bergamotto fragrance by Ortigia Cecilia. Okay, number two. I've recently gotten back on the Etsy train in a really big way. I used to love Etsy. I've just kind of fell out of it being in the
1: loop of things that I look at on the internet. Yeah,
0: I stopped looking at it. For some reason, still had the app on my phone. And one day I just sort of like went in and started browsing and just fell back in and now I'm obsessed with it again. What I've been doing is browsing on it's not that great, but if you have specific things you're searching for, it's really good. And so my technique at the moment is perusing fancy Instagram vintage stores, Mm. seeing the kind of products I like on there and finding search terms to put in. To Etsy to see what I can find that's and a good hack. the one that has been the most successful for me recently has been Taxco silver earrings so Taxco is a town in Mexico that's famous for its silver and there's all these incredible vintage silver earrings like I got a bunch of pairs none of them were more than 22 Australian dollars and I got this one pair that's this ornate like hanging puffy heart set it's, it's almost too much but it's just right and like from the 80s I so can't they wait were to like go look that up $22 and so I just wanted to say if you're back on the vintage train like I am Etsy is actually a total like so much stuff is in there that's really good and I just recommend getting specific search terms and then using it to sort of just find exactly what you're looking for. My third one is a series of books. It's The Tales of the City by Armistead Morpin series. Oh, and this is a Netflix show now, right? Yes, so I've discovered there is an original Netflix show from like the 90s, and then they've got a second version of it with similar cast that's come out now. And it's set in San Francisco in it was written in the 70s and 80s, and it follows a group of characters who live in this old apartment building on, I think, Russian Hill with this amazing um, landlady named Anna Madrigal. And this- They're just super wacky and touching and a bit weird and really lovely. And they're kind of like City of Girls, like kind of like a souffle. Like you just, you can gobble it up really quickly. They're really touching. Like some of the later books deal with the AIDS crisis. Obviously San Francisco was hit really hard by that. And they're a little bit surreal, like kind of crazy things happen in it. But they're just so great. I read the first one to reread it. And then I just smashed through three more of them in the space of like two weeks. Awesome. So that is the Tales of the City series by Armistead Maupin actually I don't know how many there are all up. There's maybe like five or six. I've read four of them. And they're all really good. My fourth recommendation for my fast five the la banderita Flower tortillas mm-hmm. get them from my favorite place in the world harris farm as you have all probably heard about <laughs> i think they're an american brand though i think they're imported uh-huh. but i pretty much always have them in the fridge they come in two sizes i like the little slider size so they're kind of about maybe 10 centimeters across really yep. little and i use them for everything so if i've made a curry i use them in place of none and just like you just heat them up in a dry pan until they kind of puff up and get a little bit brown i also like to take leftovers and turn them into new meals by just wrapping them in these little tacos and suddenly <laughs> it feels like fresh and new. Anything you become a taco. Basically I, the things I have put in these tacos, these tortillas, <laughs> and pretended I was like, this is legitimate, never tell Mexico. You should roast some pumpkin a la banzoba. Uh that would be yeah I will do that maybe but I normally just use it to turn whatever I have <laughs> yeah <laughs> into it's a sort of intentional meal. It's never intentional. Um, but you know doing a lot more eating for one and solo cooking so it's just been a really good hack to have and then you can keep them in the freezer uh, and they'll last for ages so that's the Banderita Flower tortillas and my final one is a bit of a flashback to the episode where I talked about email newsletters that I really love but I just wanted to re-up it so it's Read Like the Wind by Molly Young so this is a newsletter it comes out monthly she's been doing it for about a year but it recently got kind of taken on by New York Magazine which is really exciting. What do you mean taken off? So it's now a vertical New York Magazine, but it's still sent out to your email for free. Oh my God. Which is great because New York Magazine has a paywall now. This is like a way to get content. But what I love about it is she, so she does more modern books, obviously. That's key. She does sort of two features per issue of sort of more recent books, but she also recommends older books or books that have been out of print or just have no one's thought about for a really long time. And she does these really great ways to sort of sum up whether you, you're going to like it or not. So she'll do the review and then she'll include a little tag of like, read if you like Jaron Lanier, The Whole Earth Catalogue, Rachel Kushner, Siestas, Public Parks, Taking a Mild Hallucinogen, to to and Going to an Aquarium. <laughs> and like, that's how she'll sum up a book. And it's just some of the most effective writing about books I think I've ever read in terms of figuring out whether you're going to like it. Because it's hard, like talking about music and talking about wine, it can be hard to explain why a book that you read. Is good or oh, why yeah. someone should read it. So she does it really, really well.
1: I love that. Taking a mild hallucinogen and going to the aquarium. Yes.
0: And that was a recommendation for Jenny Odell's How to Do Nothing. So it's fantastic. So that is the Read Like the Wind newsletter by Molly Young. You can just sign up to that or you can get it on New York Magazine as well. And that's it. That's what my fast five. A good fast five. Always good. It. Always fast. <laughs>
1: Thank you for joining us on Highly Enthused. Thank you to our sponsor, Drinks. Visit drnks.com and put Highly Enthused in the checkout
0: for 10% off. Contact us, highlyenthused at gmail.com, Instagram. Or our newsletter, highlyenthused.substack.com. You know you want to. There'll be fun things in there. There always is. We'll see you next week. Ciao. Bye. Bye.